we're recording. We're storming off. Yeah, we're storming <laughs> off. What do you mean? You got your deck did the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. You just have play. I was really about, about your curses. Honestly, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that's kind of the thing with that deck is you don't have to give a shit about it, what anybody else is doing because you're playing solitaire. Yeah, that's what that deck does. It wants to play solitaire. <laughs> okay, I'm just sort of thinking like, how do you like you said? Well, this is not like we put it on me. Like, well, this really doesn't mean shit to you, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't really do anything. It's just kind of like I'm putting it here just to not hose Jeremy too much more. <laughs> <clears throat> I really feel bad that we didn't get to see his thing that go off. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I didn't like. I I was just like, no, that's gonna get too crazy too quick. So yeah. I was like, he's probably just going to cast it again next turn, but I got to burn the counter spell now, I think. Yeah. His commander, that that's the whole engine for his deck. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to put a stop to that. And we're just going to see how long it takes. Yeah. Because my, my deck was just starting to go off and start to do things. It was going to take it another probably four turns to actually. Yeah. Win. Yeah. <laughs> but it was on that path. It was, yeah. it was there. You could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think I got a formula here. I, I was much happier with how the deck ran, too. Were you? Yeah, it, it definitely, because that was that was a big part of the problem. Is like I, I had a lot of things in the deck, and I was like, okay, well, my commander draws me cards, so I don't need to put card draw in the deck, or as much card draw in the deck, rather. But the thing with her is she only works once i have a critical mass of things and like cards and stuff so she keeps me she keeps me going she gives me longevity but i need to get there in the first place so i was like okay well i need to take out like all these reanimate spells that aren't really doing me a whole lot of good anyway and just substitute them with card draw spells yeah and then i started to get there yeah i can't i, I can't believe it. that's cool <laughs> No, but it was a fun. I was like, "Oh, let's just see what happens." Click, play this card. Like, oh, well, do this. Cool. Oh, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. hectic really fast. <laughs> yeah. Once it starts, once that storm deck starts going, it just starts cranking. <laughs> you know. And you know, you said just find the pieces to the puzzle. That's what. That's all it is. It's finding the pieces to the puzzle, and that deck will be a lot. Will be a lot like how. Um, my Wingrace deck plays. You know, there's a lot of roads, but they all lead to Rome. Yeah, they, you know? yeah. Like we're gonna, like you're gonna storm. <laughs> yeah, you got, you just, you get your pieces in your hand. And you just have to figure out how to assemble, put the pieces together to to create storm. Yeah, <laughs> instead of grace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of grace, like I think it was funny. I was listening to a podcast, and like I didn't realize that certain people, like uh, people, only play certain colors of magic. They won't like to. Like adventure out and play another one. See, I I think you're losing, you're missing out if you do that. You really? Know? Yeah, I, I feel like you know you should you should play with all the colors. You know, maybe not all at once. You know, a five yeah. color deck can be hard to run. Yeah, of course. But you know, I, I think that you should experiment with like how different decks play and everything too. Uh, a good way to do that is in limited. Uh, so like whenever you go and do sealed and stuff, mm-hmm. you just get presented with a, a set of cards. You have to make a deck out of it. So if you toss out all your preconceived notions about like what you like to run and what you like to play and just find the best deck in the pool, I think you'll have a lot more success in Sealed. And yeah. a lot more fun, too, because you get to play different kinds of decks. Now, when you play Sealed, do you normally... 
you personally, do you actually use all the cards that came in like the package? I separate them out, and so I know what I'm working with. And I try to stick to two color unless the set is like meant to have more colors. Like you'll see them where they have a lot more of like dual lands at common, uh, fetch lands, you know, like Terramore Expanse, that sort of thing. Um, or, you know, just like green ramp spells and stuff. Like you'll see those kind of cards and that kind of clues you into like and it, it the deck it like if the set itself has a lot of like multicolored cards in it, usually that means like, hey, you probably should run three colors and not just two. Mm-hmm. Normally, typically speaking, just stick to two. Pick your two strongest colors and smash them together. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I can't wait to play, like I said, I'm going to that draft next one. So I'm like, I've been drafting forever. Mm-hmm. Like, any tips for that? Uh, drafting is a whole other animal. Um, it's, you, whenever you pull it, like you're, you open your pack and you're looking at it first. Um... You need to be able to assess the cards individually to know if they're good or not. And then from there, your first few picks are very important because they actually dictate what your deck is. So like you, you open your first pack, your first like three packs, you know, your first three or four picks. That is basically what your deck should be. Um, it's not like a, it's not very good if you have to switch colors in pack two. Uh, you're probably not going to be doing very good if you do that. Um, so usually you just want to, like I say, with, with limited, you want to stick to two colors typically. Um, and in in draft, you kind of get you get to pick yeah. what you're going to do. So you need to find like the strongest thing in your first pack. Usually it's a rare. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's an uncommon in the pack. Um, and there are times where you have to, you know, you'll open your pack and you'll have a $50 rare, but it doesn't really do anything in limited. It's just really good in like commander, for instance, or something. Mm-hmm. So you have to pick between that, you know, money and like having a good deck. <laughs> yeah. I think most of the time, I think a lot of people like, I think one time I played in draft, I was like, oh yeah, I drafted the Sorn. I really didn't want it, but mm-hmm. it's like a money thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I did that one time. Um, like, I, I played it, I played sealed at legit or uh, drafted legit, and it was um, the first modern master set. And my pack one pick one was a foil termocoin because money. It was like $600 at the time. You're like, yeah, you're taking that. Yeah, yeah. There's not passing up that. <laughs> I'm not passing that. I'm like, well, I win. <laughs> yeah, like regardless of what happens the rest of this night. Yeah, regardless of what happens with the rest of the draft and with the games and nothing, I, I I just won the draft. See you, boys. <laughs> See, yeah, like it doesn't matter, man. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm like so it's fun playing Magic Runner where we get the chance to play. Man. It's a good time. <laughs> Welcome to A Boy Gang Podcast, episode one seventy eight. I'm your podcast MC Perry. Today I just have stone. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking magic right now. <laughs> talking magic. Yeah, if you want um, some more in-depth, like, how to draft and stuff and, like, tips and things, there's actually a whole podcast about that called Limited Resources. Limited Resources? Okay, yeah. cool. They're specifically, they're a magic podcast, but they specifically focus on limited formats, which are draft and sealed. Holy shit. I need to get into that along with another podcast. It's called 
Cosmere uh, mm-hmm. conversations, which were like Brandon Sanderson's, like people go in depth with the worlds and shit. Like you need to check that out. I'm like, yeah, I will someday. <laughs> yeah, uh, limited resources is a good one. Um, they also do set reviews, so for like new sets coming out, um, that those episodes are like six hours long. But you need to be on there. Hmm? You need to be on there. Nah, I'm not good enough for that. <laughs> what? But. Um, <laughs> So they they, uh, they go through each individual card and give it a rating and like say why it's good or bad. Yeah. Uh, for the new sets coming out, they're actually pretty handy. But don't let Stone fool you. He's like one of the top five players in town. <laughs> he's like, be quiet, Perry. <laughs> like, he's like, no. I don't want them to know our secrets. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. Like, did you ever play in tournaments or anything like that? I mean, I don't know. I played in like a couple of like. PTQs. I don't really get out and do tournaments. So. <laughs> He's like, fuck all. Like, we're just having fun. Yeah, I don't know. I never really, like, I got into Sander a little bit, but I was like, uh, it just ain't for me. Yeah, Sander's not as fun. Yeah. Like, that, when I was at that party yesterday, whatever, it, it was fun. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, the guy was like, yeah, we play Magic. I'm like, you play Magic, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, we play Standard. I'm like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Cannot be bothered. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is standard? Come talk to me when you play Eternal Formats. <laughs> like, um, like if we had enough time yesterday, we could have taught Nick how to play Commander, but we didn't want to put that on him. Uh, starting with Commander is rough, okay? Like, that's that's a lot. I would suggest it, though. It's the, be- it's the best format, and you can definitely jump into the deep end, but Commander is the deep end of Magic. And it's, not, it's the best part. <laughs> it's the best part, but it's the deep end. <laughs> It's it's the end with all like the jets and like the you know the warm side of the pool I guess not because somebody peed in it but because you know it's nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It's funny. If not for where we do things here at Game, we talk about video games and also just card games in general these days. Yeah. <laughs> and probably uh, be influential to the gaming community. Talked that shit along the way and occasionally walk it back. But last week we had shots of our relationship, shout out to our viewership. I know a couple friends that listened to it. They said that it was a really good episode. <laughs> it's always fun when people say that they listen to it. Yeah. We love, we love the feedback. We love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're like, fuck Alex Jones. I was like, well, sheesh, I don't like talking politics at all on this podcast. But <laughs> Yeah, but fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> But no, Sober October is almost over for me. Good God. It means a lot. <laughs> Just got tonight and then two more days. Oh, my God. It, it makes a difference for real. <laughs> crack open a cold one on November 1st? <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. With that being said, Sam, what have you been playing, though? I got some other topics I would like to talk before we even get to some of these. I've been I've been playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, I, I sold my soul to Arthas. Uh, it... He owns me. I'm. I guess I'm a death knight now. You know. Is that uh, what you're playing right now? No, I'm playing my druid. Oh, is there the is there a death knight? Hmm? Yeah. Okay. With Wrath of the Lich King, they introduced the death knight class because uh, it's all themed around like death knights and Arthas and um, the uh, Lich King. Kind of like uh, in the boo boo boo. What's the name of that game? That is it. Dragon Song. What is Final Fantasy expansion called? Uh, Heaven's Sword. Heaven's Sword. Yeah. Heaven's Sword. That's uh, where they Heaven's introduced Sword, the Dark Knight. Blood, and then... They introduced the Dark Knight and Stormblood, right? 
I think so, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. It's kind of like that. Dark yeah. Knight, Black Knight. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Um, I think it's a little different, because um, Dark Knights, like, I guess they, like, harness darkness or whatever. Death Knights are literally undead. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, reborn soldiers for the Lich King's army. Sorry, Final Fantasy friends. Like, I did sell my soul to that game for, like, a year and a half, but it's been yeah. a while. It's literally been a while, so... No, the fucking uh, classic's pretty sweet, though, because um, used to, whenever the original game came out, um, in order to start a Death Knight, you had to have another character that was at least level um, at least level 60. Or at least level 55, I guess. Yeah. Because Death Knights start at 55. So that you don't have to go 1 to 55, you just start at 55. Mm-hmm. Um, but in classic, you can just like make a new account... And then just start a Death Knight. You don't have to start. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't have to have another character. Which is why Death Knights are fucking rampant. Yeah. <laughs> they are literally everywhere. You trip over the bastards. <laughs> it's kind of like Lollafels. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn Lollafels everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, my question is, because like, before we get to this, because I saw it, like, shout-outs are kind of funny. I don't, if I were to work somewhere in the gaming community, it'd be there. I don't know, Greg Miller sounds, seems fun to work with. Um, and Washington, Tim, blah, 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 blah. Question, what games outside of God of War do you plan on finishing this year? This year? Like this year. What do you feel like you're going to finish? I, it's probably just going to be God of War. Honestly. Really? Just God of War? <laughs> like I say, I've been, I've been fucking neck deep in World of Warcraft, and I'm probably going to stay there. Um, yeah, I'm going to until... take a break from it for God of War. Um, other than that, I don't know. Like, I started Deathloop and I like it. Um, but I don't think I like it enough to pull me away from WoW right now. Really? Cool, cool, cool. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Because it's going to start slowing down. Um, but I think we're still a month out from the new raid coming out, Olduar. Okay. Um, once that comes out, I'll be right back in it again. Yeah. You know, maybe three weeks from now, I might have some downtime or something. You know, like after God of War? Yeah, maybe after God of War, I'll have some downtime to play. I don't know that I'll finish Deathloop, but I will probably yeah. put some hours into it. Yeah, yeah. Like me, uh, the way it's, like, when I look at everything that's coming out, for, like, for me in general, it's like, well, Pokemon comes out, like, a week or two after God of War. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, then it comes to the point, like, well, I have God of War beat me in a weekend. I think you could. Especially if it's the same length as the last one, um, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm anticipating like your normal playthrough, um, you know, where you don't go too fast, but not too slow either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're probably going to be 30 hours, I think. 30 hours. Yeah. yeah, there's been some estimates floating around from like 20 to 40 hours. And I could see the Golden Path being 20 hours, because I think the Golden Path in the first, in the 2018 God of War was also 20 hours. Yeah. Um, but that's like, you just mainline story and you do nothing else, you know. And I, I think you do, like, a few side quests here and there, go exploring a little bit, get some collectibles. Yeah. You know, don't 100% it, because I think 100%ing is probably going to take you, like... A while. 40, 50, 60 hours. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think you do some side content, you're probably looking at 30 hours. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you're dedicated, you could probably do in a weekend. <laughs> well, I won't be here that weekend, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, you could pump... I think you pump through it, like... Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll be here Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> but I've got a three day weekend that weekend, so I might. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I got a three day weekend. I might. Oh, that's the thing though. I'm taking off that Wednesday because no, someone took off that Thursday. I'm like, fuck. 
That's annoying. So you gotta take <laughs> off. You gotta take off Wednesday, work Thursday, and then you're off Friday. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck a bunch of that. <laughs> like I real. Can take off Monday. <laughs> well, I guess you're taking off the next week. So. Yeah, I'll, I won't be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not taking my PlayStation with me. And that's uh, doing a little too much. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take my Switch, though. <laughs> I mean, how long are you going to be up there? All week? or I'll be there till Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, till the following Saturday. So, so, you, so you're going to leave Sunday, you'll be there till Saturday, you'll come back Saturday? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are, you, are you flying out of Evansville, or? Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like my like Jacob and my friend Chris are going to just uh, drop me off, and I'm just going to go. go. I actually got to stop in Denver, so it's just like uh, connecting planes or whatnot mm-hmm. and then fly there but on the way back it's just a straight flight which is wild I don't know but I think with God of War Pokemon I might play Sonic Frontiers like mm-hmm. I know it's one of our topics and also Dragon Quest a new game's coming out in December for that yeah it's just like wow okay well I see the path I see the schedule yeah <laughs> I don't know I was never really like a super huge fan of Sonic or anything so like, yeah, 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 but still, though, like, it's there. Like, if, it's there. It's one of those, like, reviews. Like, if reviews are good, <clears throat> I'll, I'll play it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest thing, like, it'll be God of War, and then after that, I'm probably just going to be waiting on Forspoken, you know? <laughs> Is that January? I think it's January now, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. End of January. And then after that, I'll probably pick up Skull and Bones, which I think I pushed back to March. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. I know someone that's playing it right now. They're under NDA, and they can't talk about it. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So, with that being said, Bayonetta 3 Talk, it's actually a pretty fun game. Oh, yeah. Um, they actually have a mode, because, like, you know how uh, Bayonetta is known for its nudity and all that mm-hmm. and stuff like that? They actually have a mode, like, where you can turn that off for, like, kids if they just want to play it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they can just turn off the nudity and mm-hmm. all the, like, when she changes her appearance and stuff like that i was like oh well that's neat for like kids that want to play it is it like is there like actual nudity or is it just like risque risque like risky okay. edgy uh, on the edge of it yeah just etchy yeah that yeah. kind of stuff but it's not like i haven't noticed anything bad yeah anything you're not like you're that. not seeing nips and badge no you're not seeing that but just yeah. like it's super close and like all three bay and other games have been that way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it's getting like nines like everywhere. Like it's gonna get a nine on GameSpot, IGN. It's a, it's a fun game. Mm-hmm. It's like it's on that Double May Cry level, and it's only like fifteen hours long. I found this on the web. Cool. Thank, thanks. <laughs> I don't know why she does that a lot. See Ruby talking. I don't. I didn't say anything close to whatever. <laughs> But no, uh, it's been super fun. I love the Nintendo Switch. I'll go ahead and say this. If a slow day at work, just bust that bad boy out and start playing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, Stone, because like, I know you played Devil May Cry 3, and that was like one of your first games like where you felt like a gamer because you said that mm-hmm. about Virgil and how you knocked him out like with ease. Mm-hmm. like You pretty much knew what to do that entire fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you want of like a Bayonetta or a Devil May Cry? Like at least a, once every few years, because we don't get them a lot. I think so. Um, you know, honestly, like it's been so long. I think I'd like to see like a Devil May Cry remake. Like, you want a remake? Yeah, of like okay. the original Devil May Cry, not okay. DMC. Like, because that that was 
You know, that was like a reboot of the franchise, mm-hmm. basically, DMC was. And it was okay, but I don't think people received it as well. Uh, honestly, I, I think I'd like to see like a remake of the original Devil May Cry. Uh, yeah, that would be... I think it's uh, on the market, maybe. I think uh, Devil May Cry 2, no one liked at all. Mm-hmm. I thought Devil May Cry 2 was going to be a good game, and I played it. I'm like, well, what was this? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'll be honest, I never played Devil May Cry 1 or 2. I just played Devil May Cry 3. Wow, really? Yeah, I played Devil May Cry 3 and then 4, and then I also played DMC, but I didn't play 5? Was that what came out recently? Yeah, in yeah. 2019, when that game came out. Yeah. I love that game. Devil May Cry 5 is good. I think I saw someone talk about how, Blessing, I think he said, like, he had played Devil May Cry 5, and then he got to, like, the end. He was like, alright, I've seen enough of this. <laughs> Like nothing out of nothing like bad or nothing. Just like it, it is one of those games like where you play the same repetition, all that. And with Bayonetta, it's known for its moment to moment. And it's seen how it's mm-hmm. platinum games are known for their whole moment to moment. I think they made Astral Chain, which is one of the best games for the Switch as mm-hmm. well. So for them to like have that, it's cool. Yeah. Like Astral Chain is one of my favorite Nintendo Switch games of all time. It's up there next to Zelda mm-hmm. because of how presentation and all that. So for Bayonetta, it's the same heavy action. Some people like you, you kind of lose sight of the story because you just like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. It has like this multiverse mentality. Like, well, what if Bayonetta died in this other realm? And then you got to come over to this Bayonetta and do this. I'm like, oh, cool. Let's just get to the action now. Right. <laughs> I'm not here for the story. Like, I did play the first two, and I loved it. Uh, let's see. The Witcher remake? How do you feel about this? I'm here for it. You are? I'm here for it. Uh, like I say, it, remakes have their place, you know, and if it's been a long enough time, I think that remakes are good uh, because they let, they, they let developers, like, reimagine their old titles and like kind of present them again in the way that they wanted them to be originally uh but maybe they were technologically limited at the time um whereas they would be less so the more into the future you go right presumably processing power gets you know easier cheaper and better the more you go yeah um so there's that aspect there's also the aspect of you know there's a new generation of gamers uh that never got to play them in the first place and don't have access to them uh you know, making a remake would allow those gamers to experience it for the first time. I never played The Witcher 1 or 2. I never played it. Yeah. Oh, well, I never played The Witcher 1, but mm-hmm. I know Jacob had to start playing The Witcher 2, and he lost a lot of hours. Like, I mean, yeah. like, just up sleep, just playing The Witcher 2. Yeah, and, you know, you go back as, a like, a modern gamer, and you go back and try to play old games sometimes, and sometimes they're, they're damn near unplayable because of just how weird control schemes were back then uh you know and they're you're just used to so many like industry standard things now that are just like you take for granted you know yeah like action button is square like straight up yeah action button is square uh being able to control your camera some old games you can't control the camera um you know it's just a lot of weird things like that yeah and um like I say, I'm, I'm here for it, uh, especially if it's going to be an Unreal 5. That's going to look Yeah, Unreal Engine 5, which is the newest engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he probably read says, like, we want to do this right, so please be patient. It's going to be a while until we can share more details. 
this also begs the fact of the matter is that uh, when I we talked about this kind of funnily, uh, playfully last week uh, when I was at the GameStop, uh, GameStop, and we uh, CD Projekt Red was mentioned, and they said that the newer games are going to be like a different Witcher than Geralt. Mm-hmm. Obviously not. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like obviously not. We're we're still in that same room of Geralt. Right, well, I mean, <laughs> they announced that they were working on several projects. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, any any new games in the Witcher universe, I think, aren't going to be involved with Geralt and his story, um, which I, I think that's going to be um, the other one that they announced. Yeah. Um, the Witcher 4 or whatever. Yeah. Witcher 4, you think that'd be uh, someone new who won't be Geralt? It'd be... I, I think that'll be somebody new who won't be Geralt. You don't think it'll be Siri yeah. either? Yeah, because well, it has a different symbol um, there. It may be it may be based around Siri, but it won't be with Geralt. I think. I think yeah. it's time for somebody new in there for sure. Um, obviously, with the Witcher, um, the original Witcher, you know, that's going to yeah. be based around Geralt. Yeah. Well, my thing is this, and I will harp this to the to the end. Cool, we're we're announcing all these new Witcher projects. Where's the update at, man? <laughs> you know. For Witcher 3, like, where's the upgrade? I know people are like, you really want this upgrade? I'm like, yeah, it's not just... Well, they to, promised it, you know? Like, but... they promised it, and, like, you keep announcing all this n- new stuff. It's like, Zelda doesn't announce the next Zelda game when they <laughs> when they make the new one, you know? Like, it's just kind of one of those things that, like, that's cool that you have all these other cool announcements coming, but I need to know what's coming now. Like, like the nearer future. Because... I hate saying it. These guys need to like not really redeem themselves, but they need to get to make sure they're right again. You know, mm-hmm. because like yes, CD Project, uh, uh, not CD Project Red, but Cyberpunk is back to the is being well received now. But like I know Stone, you've said it several times you don't like this comeback stories when it shouldn't have been a comeback story. Yeah, it never should have been a comeback story to begin with, you know. <laughs> yeah, like like I, you, you need to be an underdog first in order to have a good comeback story. You yeah. know, CD Projekt Red is not an underdog. Yeah. They are uh, they they used to be. I don't know if they still are, but they used to be like the gamers developer. You know, um, they kind of took that title from Blizzard whenever Blizzard got bought out by Activision because then Activision Blizzard became scummy. Yeah, as fuck. But Blizzard used to be like the gamers developer you know what i mean like it was for gamers by gamers you know they they were all gamers and they wanted to make the best games for gamers right mm-hmm. um cd project red kind of did, is now was kind of doing that i guess where you know they were focused on what's best for the gamer what's best for them you know we want to make we are gamers we want to make games for gamers you know yeah that sort of thing and that's like you you see that love in the witcher 3 which had its problems but it wasn't unplayable yeah, you and know? it was up for one game of the year. Yeah. With all those problems, it's still one game of the year. It had its problems. Any open world game has its problems, and I'm not I'm not saying that any a game has to be perfect when it comes out, but it does need to be what you promised it. It needs to be a game that you can play on your system that you bought it for. You yeah. know, well, like, yeah. and what CD what what CD Projekt Red did with Cyberpunk 2077 is not good. Yeah. That is a bad and toxic thing. They put out a game that was literally unplayable on the PlayStation Four. And the Xbox uh, yeah. One, the like the old Xbox yeah, yeah. One and, and PS4, yep. it, you could kind of play them on the upgraded consoles, the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. 
but they were unfucking playable on the base last gen consoles. Even though they said this game is certified to play on these old fucking consoles, it wasn't. It just fucking wasn't. It almost didn't fucking work on my Xbox Series X. Yeah, I I think that's the thing though is that like some people that we know go like, oh, I'm having a really good time, blah blah blah, this and that and all this. I I think everyone needs to calm down because the studio made The Witcher Three. I'm like, you can't hope. Like, I don't know why we we try to defend these franchises. Like, we can't because they 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 build goodwill and then they fucking blow it and then they want us to forgive them because they had this goodwill beforehand. It's like no. Yeah, yeah. Actions like, have consequences. Like, we spent sixty dollars on this. Also, uh, this is what came from my group chat. It's kind of like might be like it's just a rumor mill. Like on Reddit, is that Sony might be buying CD Projekt Red? How do you feel about that? I mean, it's, I'm it's a, cool. I mean, it's okay. Like I get it. Like you know, I, I think in the industry, in any industry, you kind of have this like trend towards consolidation, where like. Um, you know, studios and developers like buy each other out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they turn into these big conglomerates and then new people rise and then people, you know, quit or leave or get fired from these other places and they turn into making their own studios again. And yeah. There's just this, it's a cycle. It's this natural cycle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what it is is that they're saying because they made these many announcements, they're trying to get their shareholders to like build off their, you know, Stock market. I mean, yeah, no, I can see that for sure. You you want to present like you have like a strong repertoire of games coming out that are going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Because that's all shareholders care about, right? Is money. Yeah. They, they want their money to make more money. Yeah. And it doesn't so, bother, like you said, I don't see necessarily a problem whatsoever. Oh, uh, so what's your remake is coming. <laughs> yeah. And I also saw. Um, <laughs> Somebody replied, so The Witcher's um, official Twitter account shared that, and somebody uh, replied to them, uh, speaking of which, any word on The Witcher 3 next-gen update? Exactly! And then the official Witcher account replied yesterday saying, soon, winky face. <laughs> okay! That's uh, so what, so what we got. Soon. Soon TM. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> yeah. Like, because honestly, that game might, like, just take over the rest of the year for me after God of War. Yeah, yeah. Everything else would not matter. I'd play that game. I'd beaten it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I never played the DLC. Oh, there you go. So, like, to go through it all with the DLC, upgrade it and stuff, that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, look, I know you got it. Just waiting. Just, just waiting. <laughs> just <Yeah>. waiting. <laughs> I picked it up. For ten well, bucks, right? Yeah, ten bucks. Uh, was it last year? Yeah. When they announced it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I picked it up last year during WitcherCon when they announced it, and it was still ten dollars. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna buy it for the PS4, and we'll just go from there." <laughs> just wait. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. Okay. What about the Xbox for me and Mark Spencer? How do you feel about that? Well, that's the thing with inflation. Um, Game Pass is, as an overall part of our content services revenue is probably 15%. I don't think it's bigger than that. I think the overall revenue grows so 15% of a bigger number. But we don't have this future where I think 50-70% of our revenue comes from subscriptions. Yeah. So he's, he's saying that he doesn't expect Game Pass to grow enough to give them half of their revenue. You know. 
mm-hmm. yearly or anything, just from subscriptions to Game Pass. So, yeah, I'm not sure how how I feel about um, Xbox is getting more expensive like that. Um, but I know that I know that Sony priced up their consoles in other markets too, um, just because it's it's so hard to get a hold of components now. Um, and the ones that you do have, the, the ones that you do get are more expensive because everything's so hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is the nature of supply and demand. Because um, you know we're still we're still recovering from you know those global logistics issues that we had you know for a, a long while with COVID. Um, we're probably still going to see the effects of that for the next you know five to ten years. Probably. Yeah, there's no slowdown anytime soon for that. Yeah, well, because like. Like the U.S. is trying to combat that sort of stuff by um, building more like chip manufacturing plants, but it's going to take a while to build those plants. You know, like they they're building out new plants here in the U.S. You know, with in partnership with Intel and other chip manufacturers. Um, but I mean, that's probably going to take like you know three years, four years to build a factory. Yeah. Then you got to start producing shit, and that's going to take a while. I mean, we're not. We're, that's not. That's going to be helpful. It's going to be. It's good for us, but it's not going to be helpful for the next five years. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's still going to be shitty out here in these streets. <laughs> I mean, wasn't how much is the forty eighty or forty ninety going for right now? Like eight hundred bucks or something. Well, the forty ninety, uh, the the forty series of GPUs just came out at the beginning of October. Um, so those those are brand new. They're the new hotness. So they they're going to be expensive. They're going to be hella expensive. But it did make the uh, 30 series GPUs go down. Yep, yep. Hey, the 3080s are not above love my 3080. Well, I'm just going to say, like, the 3080s, I think, are MSRP like 200, 300 bucks now. Like, really? Yeah, the, that's MSRP. You know, it's going to be more than that yeah. to buy them. But um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're like, you know, in a reasonable territory now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that makes more sense. But yeah, the new hotness is out. But no, Spencer also touched on the breakdown of Game Pass between Xbox and PC. Uh, company sells both versions of the service for both console and PC players are both. And when he says that we're seeing incredible growth on PC, on console, I've seen growth slow down mainly because at some point you've reached everybody on console that wants to subscribe. Yep. Which makes sense. So... Good article by Joe Witsuchik at BGR. You you crushed it, my guy. That's like I said. That's uh, it's. I just want to know: Will he make Game Pass like twenty bucks instead of fifteen, or is it gonna be like a fifteen to twenty five dollar jump? Well, I mean. I don't think he's... They're not talking about making um, Game Pass more expensive, right? They're talking about making um, the... Uh, the actual ex- console the, the actual console itself more oh, cool, expensive. Cool. Right? I, thought, I thought he was talking about the Game Pass. But... Okay, cool, cool. That makes sense. <sighs> How much is the Xbox right now? 500 I, I believe so, but that's like the you know original MSRP. So I'm not sure if they're gonna be hiking it above that or how much more. Yeah, that's crazy. Hmm. Bill Spencer knows what he's doing, though. I mean, uh, <laughs> what's funny is that he was uh 
in the kind of funny studio, like, I guess last week before they record it, like, for, record, before they recorded in their uh, new podcast area, their new studio, and he was the first one on set, <laughs> Phil Spencer was, <laughs> with nobody else. They're like, are we recording? Holy shit, I'm the first one to record. <laughs> he said, like, we're, he said, we're live now. He said. Doing it live. No, he said, he said, he said like, we're, we're live now. He's like, I like how we're saying we're doing it live when I don't work for you. <laughs> it was exactly. so fun, huh? It's like so fucking funny. Phil Spencer might be the, might be the face of gaming right now. Well, him or Jeff Keighley, one of the two. Okay, next year, I want to go to fucking Game Awards. I don't care. I think Game Awards would be a fun thing to do. Okay, so Forspoken. This is up your alley, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the article itself was talking about um, some of the mobility options in Forspoken. Um, it seems like the open, like, it's going to be a big open world. But from all of the, uh, like, the early, like, footage we've seen and, like, um, the different uh, like reviews and stuff. It's it definitely seems like there's going to be a lot of traversal options and a lot of ways to get around. So like you'll be able to glide. Uh, you know, there's like a grapple hook sort of function too. Mm-hmm. Um, it says if you imagine Spider-Man slinging a variety of deadly magic spells rather than webs, you have a good idea of what it's like to play for spoken. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> right. This game looks better and better every time I see it. Yeah, every time I, I go to look at it, because I believe it's built in Unreal, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of tools there available to those developers that choose to use, um, you know, the Unreal Engine because uh, mm-hmm. it's very popular and a lot of people develop with it. So there's a lot of tools available um, for it, mm-hmm. especially um, the 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 like face generation part of it. Um, what's it called again? The face, 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 face. Yeah, there, there's, uh, there's for developing NPCs and stuff like that. I forget what the hell it's called. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's a really sweet tool. Um, Flow is Freddy's core power. I when did, like I really just want to make sure I get this right when it comes out. Forspoken, because if it Forspoken released it. January twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Ooh, meta humans. Meta humans. That's what it's called. Okay. Um. Yeah. It that that's like really fucking cool. So cool, cool, cool. January twenty fourth, twenty twenty three is when first Welcome comes out. We're probably gonna see more of it at the Game Awards. I don't think. I don't think we'll see another State of Play or Nintendo Direct. Well, maybe Nintendo Direct next month or something like that. But I don't think we'll see anything until the Game Awards, which is baller. Yeah, you're probably right there. <laughs> but yeah, Forspoken's coming soon. Assassin's Creed multiplayer game. I feel like they should have did this a long time ago, honestly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the Assassin's Creed multiplayer is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I did play it, like, yeah. I was like, alright, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Did you play Unity's? Uh, which one did you play? Yeah, I played um, I played Unity's multiplayer. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that worked out pretty well because it was basically hide and seek. Mm-hmm. But the game itself is trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the game itself is trash. I, I think, like I've said all the time, that's the first time I've actually like paid attention to graphics in a video game. 
like Jacob like pulled it up and like showed me look he's like look in the distance you see that I'm like holy shit look at how ass that looks good god dude it's like everybody says they don't care about graphics until you see really shitty graphics (laughs) once you see them you're like this ain't it man Uh, let's see Paragon Epic's long dead MOBA is coming back yeah, I never played Paragon. I I mean, I heard about it, but I never really messed with it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, MOBAs are popular, you know what I mean? Um, it, they, they re-release it as like a free game, you know, supported with loot boxes or whatever, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as much as I fucking hate loot boxes, but like, <laughs> you know, cosmetic items I'm cool with. You know, I'm cool with you selling cosmetic items. I get it. You need to make money somehow. Yeah. Um, don't sell fucking power. Just don't, don't sell, do it. Don't sell power, man. Don't sell power. I like. I've seen more people play Gotham Knights, and like a guy, uh, one of the streamers said, like, "All right, I want to go do the side quest before I do the the boss fight, the main boss fight." Is the side quest called credit card? Oh my god, no! But it's mm. not fun at all. They really try to stretch it out. Like I think it was the Harley Quinn mission. It's like you're fighting Harley Quinn, and all of a sudden she leaves, so you got to fight more goons. And all of a sudden, you fight Harley Quinn some more. Then there's another cutscene. And all of a sudden, you fight Harley Quinn again. And I'm like, good gosh, guys. Why are we dragging this out? So according to the game's description, uh, Paragon, the Overprime, is a free team-based TPS action MOBA. Choose one of many powerful heroes with unique skills and work with your teammates to conquer Prime, the Prime Battlefield. Speed across the battlefield with the heroes of Prime and feel the thrill of the action. Uh, so Paragon was initially released as a, as a third-person MOBA in March of 2016 on the PC and PlayStation 4. Uh, and it was a pay-to-play early access title. Uh, and then it, it, it entered its beta state in 2016. Uh, but before the game could even receive a full release, however... Uh, it was shut down, and much of the team's efforts were redirected into Fortnite, which was becoming stupid popular at the time. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Shout out to Jordan Medler for posting this. But, yeah, so now that the game, uh, I guess they're they're revisiting that project after, now that Fortnite is kind of in its, like, steady state, I guess. Steady state, yeah. So they're like, well, we never actually did anything with all this work that we did a few years ago. Let's fucking revamp well, it. Like, it. it happens when you're writing something, too. It's like, well, fuck, why did I step away from this? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Like, it it, it never it never even got released, so it never got a chance to fail. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's got, it's free to play. So, I guess they're following that Fortnite option. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, hey, Sony, I mean, hey, Xbox, how about you, like, revamp uh, Scalebound, you know? Yeah, goddamn, <laughs> please. I really wanted to play that game so bad, man. I did, too. Honestly, like, because whenever that game came out, I had a PlayStation 4, and I only had the one console. I'd never played an Xbox, right? Um, I saw that game, and I was like, I'm going to buy an Xbox just for that game. That that game was going to be a system seller for me. Yeah. For a, I think for a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. You know, so when they canceled it, I'm like, huh? All right, well, yeah. And according to Platinum, it is entirely in Xbox's hand to revamp that project, and they will do it too. They yeah. said that Platinum said that we will do it if yeah. they say it. That we will do it if they want to, but they have to want to because it's their game. Yeah, it's kind of like with Nintendo, like saying like, hey, we should like you know remake Earthbound or the next Mother. No, can I hear this? In, you gonna hear this in Japan? Love you guys. 
<laughs> it's big in Japan. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, it's it's looking like it's gonna be a fun game. Apparently, I didn't realize that you get to increase the Sonic speed to ninety nine. Ooh. I didn't realize that it was gonna be that kind of a game. Did you? <laughs> well, what what does that mean exactly? So like, I guess he starts off with a base of one, then he gets faster as the game goes. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the game looks prettier than it has any right to be. It's a fucking Sonic game, but it looks gorgeous. <laughs> it's an open world Sonic game, too. Yeah, I know. Which is, like, kind of wild, honestly, because, like, mostly Sonic, I think, plays best in, like, a kind of, like, a side-scrolling or, like, in a sort of, like, a locked level, yeah. you know, format where you're you're in, like, a, you're on a track, you know? You kinda, yeah kind of need to be in order to get that sense of speed with him. Yeah, yeah. what's funny is that they're talking about, like, the. I think I saw this earlier, so we take, they're talking about, like, well, the platforming's all weird, like, the railings and stuff, and that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, well, it doesn't make any sense where we have fucking boxes over when we're playing Mario open world games. What's the difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, we're getting to that, like, it's okay with one group of gaming to do that, but the other side can't do it either, but... It's wild, dude. Uh, let's see. Beat cyberspace levels to get vault keys and use vault keys to unlock chaos emeralds. But there's another important element to the game flow as well. Memory tokens. Each of the three islands was home to one of Sonic's friends who were trapped in cyberspace. Cool. Uh, like I said, this game looks like it's getting some hype right now. And um, money's a thing for God, for everyone out there, for ladies in general. So I'm gonna look wait on a review for this. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna estimate that this might be in the seven to eight range. Yeah, like the seven to eight like on review scores. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait for a review on it too. Um, I mean, so you're not the biggest Sonic fan. You said that. I'm but. not the biggest Sonic fan. Like, if people are saying, like, it's real good, I might have to go check it out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not, like, super sold on it. Yeah, like, me either. I was just like, this is kind of funny. But now it's like, well, this might be really good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. It has some potential. And it, it, it seems, it sounds very intriguing. And I'd like to see where it goes. But it, it's not, like, I'm not on pins and needles for it. You know, it might be wild. I know they won't win this year in, like, the Game Awards. But... Nintendo might have two games up in the Game Awards for Bayonetta and fucking uh, Mario Rabbids. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we all know God of War is going to win. But <laughs> we all know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of God of War, uh-huh. uh, apparently there have been some spoilers circulating around the internet. Um, I've seen some pictures of people getting physical copies of God of War Ragnarok already. I'm not sure where they're getting them from. Street dates. That's some street so, date shit. Yeah, somebody broke the street date. Like yeah. it's like I, I've seen pictures of people holding their physical copies of God of War Ragnarok, and uh, so some people are playing it. Um, there's some videos circulating around the internet too. Uh, people playing like recording their cinematics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, people are posting screenshots and things. So beware. Uh, God of War releases next Wednesday, right? Uh, Wednesday after. Wednesday after, yeah. Wednesday after next. Yeah. And I don't think there will be a... Oh, that would be a quick podcast because I would like to get everyone on, like you and me, and talk about it and then go out and leave because 
I got a pack. I, I got a pack today. There's no way around it. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a, gonna be a rough weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be an awesome weekend. Like I'm here for it. All these weekends are awesome. I love life. Um, in general, ups and downs and all that stuff. Um, honestly, I didn't look at this, but I did watch the combat trailer. Did you check it out? Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw it. What do you uh, think? I'm here for it, dude. Like, <laughs> that, that's they, awesome. They took everything that was good about the first game, and then they cranked it up to 11, is what it seems like. And we they brought in all realms. this. Well, yeah, so you get you get to go to all nine of the realms. Uh, so some of the realms we went to in the first game, we go to all nine of them in this game, and they're all fully playable, and they're all, like, even the ones that were in the last game, uh, they've been revamped, so they feel different. Um According to some interviews and stuff, we're supposed to be getting additional weapons. Uh, so, like, if you know from the, like, original, like, series of God of War, uh, that was kind of a big thing, is you... It was kind of like Devil May Cry in that aspect, right? Where you'd go and, like, hack and slash and kill gods and, like, steal their equipment or parts of them <laughs> to gain new abilities and yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, go and progress the game. Um, so, I think a big obvious one would be getting Mjolnir, you know? Killing Thor and taking Mjolnir from him and then fucking up Odin with it. Like, I want to do that. Well, <laughs> my thing is this, though. How different will that feel compared to the Leviathan? Because they're essentially the same. Well, they're different element types, right? So Leviathan's cold, and that there's kind of like a big element basis in it, right? Okay, cool. So the Blades of Chaos have like this uh, elemental fire. overload ability of fire. Yeah. Uh, the Leviathan Axe is an overload of frost. Uh, and then uh, presumably, if you get Mjolnir, you'll get some sort of lightning or thunder. Yeah. Effect. Cool, cool, cool. It makes sense. I was just like, well, they both can be thrown back and forth, like, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, they're made by the same creators, right? Yeah. Brock and Sindri made both. So. Oh, they did, did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I forgot that. Yep. I don't know why. <laughs> I am ready. Like, honestly, before we go further, I'm just so excited, like, to be able to play video games again. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's something I can never get away from. Like, actually, one of my friends texted me, like, messaged the other day. He said, hey, do you still play video games? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, my guy. Because uh, he just did, because it turned out he hasn't really had anyone to talk to about video games. Mm. So just tell him to listen to the podcast. You know, listen to the podcast. He knows about it, so it was just kind of a while. He's like, I figured you still did, but he doesn't have anyone to talk to. And Discord to yeah. PS5? What? I was going to say, speaking of leaks, uh, so... <laughs> It seems that uh, there's been a leak associated with the PlayStation 5 uh, teaming, or teasing rather, uh, Discord voice chat. It might finally be coming to the console in the near future. Um, honestly, that's such a fucking no-brainer. I'm surprised it's taken this long to get there. Um, you know, and that, that, was, that was the one thing I always hated about, um, like, the voice chat stuff. I hate the voice chat. I, I hate voice chat. You know, like, built-in voice chat in games is, like, fucking awful. And I just, I really, like, I, I get why it's there. I understand that you need to put it in just in case. Um, but just having Discord on everybody's system, it's just such a no-brainer. Yeah. It's so ubiquitous. Everybody uses it for everything. And plus, with all these cross-play games, it would make sense. Well, if I want to play my PC, we can just hop in Discord. We can hop in Discord. Discord and not worry about any of this. Yeah, because that's how, that's how I have to do it now is whenever... Whenever I'm playing any game that's cross-play and I'm on a console uh, or somebody else is, you know, we all have to hop in Discord and whoever's on the console hops in Discord on their phone and it's just not a good experience. At all. Yeah. 
it's like why can't I just have the fucking app on my console and just be done with it you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what me and one of my friends are gonna start doing uh, Roger friends my bad no you're fine uh, no I'm I'm like a thousand percent fucking here for it Let's yeah go. we're gonna we're gonna be start playing Destiny soon so it's like oh how will we do this can we not just play on Discord <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to skip over that Fallout story for a second. Cancel in Japan, the Kalista Prodigal. That is wild. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Um, apparently, they're unable to get a rating from the country's uh, ratings board, the uh, CERO. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, they've decided to stop the release of the Japanese version of the game because as of right now, uh, the CERO can't can't give it a rating say it can't pass so it's not rated m for mature you can't just say that and move on i I guess they can't i guess they don't have a rating higher than whatever they've got there um they said that uh we have decided that uh we would no longer be able to provide you with uh the experience you need uh we hope everybody in japan will understand uh if you have already pre-ordered we will refund you according to the developer of the game well, everyone's saying it, it, this game must be intense. Well, yeah. Uh, so apparently, uh, according to Circon uh, Toto, um, uh, the Japanese consultancy for uh, the CERO, um, they didn't agree with the amount of violence featured in the space horror title, uh, which developers striking distance reportedly uh, not wanting to cut any of the content from the game. You can't, I don't know, if it's, mm-hmm. ooh, I've seen some pictures and some videos of that, and apparently it is just Dead Space without the Dead Space lore, like, behind it. Mm-hmm. I am here for the game, I can't, it comes out in December, if I'm correct, yeah, December, because it just went, gone gold, yeah, that's what we said last week. Yeah, and I, I really hope that those developers are taking the time that they need and taking breaks when they need to. If they need to push back the game, then that's what they should do. And as a gaming community, we should support them in that because uh, they they did the CEO of the, the development studio, Striking Distance. Um, his uh, his name is Glenn Schofield. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he put out a tweet um, last week claiming that they have been working six to seven days a week, often seeing twelve to fifteen hour days. Um, and he later issued an apology for the post, saying that he value, uh, you know, we value passion and creativity, uh, not long hours. And I, I just really hope that they're taking the rest that they need because they are human too. So. Yeah, they are too. But what if? I guess that's a difference, isn't it? When it comes to that kind of stuff, when we're talking about like uh, crunch. Yeah. Like how much? Like because we both work in the workplace. Some people love working overtime. They like live off of it yeah so not just live like money wise but like like just enjoy it so much I I have a friend so like how do we separate those from I think that's what he might have been trying to say I mean I don't know like like what you like you know what I mean it's not for everybody um I don't I think that people sometimes I think that some of the people that say that I love working overtime I'm here for it I love it um I think that they have too much of their self-worth tangled up in their job and what they do for a living and not not the things that they actually do outside of work, not who they actually are. Mm. Um, 
And you know, there's some people may maybe not. Maybe I'm fucking wrong there. I don't fucking know. Like said, like, sorry. I said like they have like a like one for example. I'm not gonna mention too much. Is like they're a mother of four, so they're like they like. I need overtime. I want to work overtime. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. your kids want to play with you. Like, well, I still want to work. I'm like, well, but they're, it's a, like, do you, they're do you, a workaholic, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, if you're addicted to work, that's fine. I get it. It's because you don't want to be with your kids or whatever. Don't fucking have kids. Um, but, I'm, you know, I'm not, not saying that. You to live your life. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think it's that. She's just like, well, I just want to be a, I'm just a workaholic. I'm like, yeah, but your kids want to hang out with you. Uh, yeah, no, it sounds like she don't want to be with her kids and she wants to work so she could be with from her kids and have a good reason and not be called a bad mother. Uh, but anyway. That's not them. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. It's not here nor there. It was just an example. So, yeah, I like I say, I, I think, uh, you know, people should be able to work a reasonable amount of time. And I think that it should probably be less than 40 hours a week in this day and age. I think that we have so much productivity as individuals that we could, you know, capitalize on that and actually be able to go and do other things that we actually enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for, you know, a four-day work week, honestly. Yeah. And it's like, uh, not even just to get, like, we were talking about yesterday how they said that they want me to do a self-evaluation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, what am I evaluating? <laughs> You're evaluating yourself, man. Yeah. Like, what am I evaluating? Love you all. Um, that's not getting cut. <laughs> Marvel Snap. I haven't played it yet. It made $2 million already. That's a lot of money. Uh, it's a Jeremy Kiefer game. <laughs> Marvel Snap earns $2 million in its first week. In its first week, my guy. Yeah. So it's a it's a digital collectible card game then. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not here for it. Oh, you gotta pay for it? Well, I mean, yeah. You buy fucking packs. That's how they make so much money. Uh, I don't want to buy packs. Yeah, I'm good. If I'm going to be buying packs, I'm going to be fucking doing it on my own time, you know. In the real world. In the verse. In the verse. As I download Marvel Snap to see what it's like. Ah, fuck that shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I'm He's out. Like, I'm officially it, out. I don't even play fucking Arena, okay? I don't play Magic the Gathering on, on Arena. Like, uh, fuck that. I will play the card game. I'll play paper. That's it. I ain't here for digital cards. But it's less expensive. <laughs> it's not fun. I mean, it's okay, I'm sure, but I don't, <laughs> I don't wanna. I thought a lot of people played that played that way during the pandemic. Stone. I'll be okay. You like no? We're still in the pandemic. I don't know what we're talking about. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Uh, Black Adam delayed to multiverse. I didn't realize that he was coming to multiverse. Uh, well, I mean, Multiverses is, is basically just Warner Brothers, you know, IPs fighting each other, basically. So, um, I believe that all of, like, DC's, like, video game development stuff is owned by Warner Brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, James Gunn is now going to be the head of the uh, uh, WB DC Universe. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't post it, put it on here, but they they asked Kevin Feige what he thought. He's like, well, he's got to finish what he's got to do over here, but I'll be the first in line to see anything he puts out. There you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I think he's I think he does good work. You know, um, 
Because I think he's he's what he's wrapping up Guardians three for yeah. Marvel. Yeah, and yeah. then we get the the Christmas special in yeah. December. So it's all it's all about you know uh, supporting each other and your you know your endeavors and stuff. It's not us versus them. It's just you know people doing cool shit. Yeah, no, cool shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige's a DC fan too. Yeah. Oh yeah, but also it's like what a story about James Gunn. Like all those tweets came out. He got fired. And, he came back, and now everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, blah, 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 those tweets. I'm like, that was from like 12 years ago, guys. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing. Uh, I'm People grow. People grow. People change. Um, if they're saying stuff today, yeah, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck them. But, uh, you know, if you, if you said something that was off-color, racist, and sensitive, sexual, yeah. you know, inherently, you know, yeah. bad or something... Uh, from today's lens, you know, 12 years ago, it's like, okay, yeah, so you said that thing. Now you're now you're saying you're sorry for it, and you're not doing that anymore, obviously. Yeah. You know. There's not anything you do, any actions you do. Like, if, that, if that's the worst thing you can come up with, I think you're doing okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any actions you do, like, well, have you done it since? No. Okay. Move on. Move you, on with yourself. You try to be a role model these days. You're doing big shit, my guy. Also, Rocksteady has <laughs> here about Warner Brothers. The co-founders leave before the release of Suicide Squad. I just feel for this company right now. I just feel for any like WB game right now. I don't know why. I got also I got it mixed up. I didn't realize that Warner Brothers. I guess I'm kind of walking it back that. Warner Brothers Montreal is the one that made uh, Gotham Knights. And the only game that they made in the series was the Arkham Origins game. So, it's not even like part of like the Arkham Knight trilogy. It's a different studio. <laughs> I, I just... I, I wasn't expecting them to leave right before the game. Well, I mean, if it's... It- it's right before the game comes out, so presumably the game's done. Yeah. You know. So, I would assume that, you know, they did say that, uh, you know, now with Suicide Squad and Safe Hands, uh, the team here is stronger than ever. It's time to hand over the reins for us to start a new adventure together in games. Uh, so, I guess they're going to be doing something else and yeah. leaving Rocksteady to do it. Um, like a new studio, like you said, like the cycle never breaks. It mm-hmm. continuously grows. Right. Well, I don't know. It's kind of it is a little little weird because they're co-founders of Rocksteady Games, um, so presumably they're high up on the food chain there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they wanted to do something, presumably they could just have Rocksteady Studios do it for them, as opposed to making a whole new studio to do something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to get into here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just it's crazy. Uh, how do we? How do you feel about uh, just Suicide Squad? Is that one of those you're, you're definitely going to wait for before you play it? Yeah, I mean, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Um, looks cool. It looks cool. It sounds. It sounds okay. Um, I'm kind of. I don't know. I'm in the same spot where I was with Gotham Knights whenever it was like announced and we were first seeing stuff about it. And I think that I'm just gonna wait until the game comes out. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait. You're gonna sit. You're gonna sit at your desk and just wait. <laughs> Listen, I'm tired of fucking pre-ordering games and they suck. Okay, 
I will I will wait until some reviews come out and see whether they're even worth my time looking at. Then I'll watch some gameplay to see how people are playing it and see if it's okay. And then I'll fucking buy the game. I think, honestly, when it comes to all that, when you say that about pre-ordering, I am like two for two with pre-ordering and just being safe and feeling fine. So like the next week the review comes out and it's like, oh... I'm glad I pre-ordered that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I can say, I'm only going to pre-order games that I am, like... For 100%. 100% sure that I'm going to play no matter what. I don't care if the game sucks, I'm going to play it. God of War is one of them, so I'm going to pre-order that game. Um, you know, the the last Ratchet & Clank game, Ripped Apart, long-time okay. Ratchet & Clank fan. I was going to buy that game no matter what. I didn't give a shit what people said, I was going to play it. So, I didn't realize how big of a fan you were until... <laughs> I, yeah, I played them all. I fucking love them. They're great. Um, so, like, and, like, if, if they put out a new fucking Jack and Daxter game... Oh, gosh, I'd be man. on top don't, of don't, that. Don't, I'd be don't, like that. I'd be stink on don't, shit on that, all right? Don't, don't, don't get me started on Jack yeah. and Daxter. So, you know, it, it's like there's a handful of games like that where I'm just going to be like, all right, well, I'm buying that game. Um, you know that that's it's already done. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. you, you you already took my money. You just yeah. said the name, and it's already gone. It's kind of like um, me with Zelda. Like, oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so for games like this where they look cool, and I'm I'm just gonna be like, okay, well, like I'll wait. Then like we'll... I'll probably pre-order for Spoken, you know, because like I think I'm just gonna play that game no matter what because I'm I'm really infatuated with it, but. Yeah, I think uh, I think for other stuff, it's going to be like, whatever. Yeah, I feel you, I feel you. Like, that's awesome. He's like, yeah, I'm just waiting on that one. Uh, let's see, Dragon Age update. Looks like it's coming soonish. Apparently, well, it's playable. It's playable, beginning, beginning, to end. beginning to end. So, we're in that CDPR, that uh, Cyberpunk level, like, where you can play it from beginning to end. But there's other stuff you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so that means it's, like, story complete. Like, the narrative is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need to finish implementing the features and making sure that they squash as many bugs as possible. Hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's a, it, yeah, the story is complete, so I think we're still, like... We're probably still another year or so out. Year or two out, yeah. And Larian, that's a different studio, but Boulder State's next year, right? I believe so. I think that's what they're shooting for. Hell yeah. I, I'm ready to play that, man. <laughs> My guy. No. I'm here for it. Um, and it presumably will be multiplayer like the last of them were, mm-hmm. so I'm down to play whenever that comes out. Yeah. I didn't put it on here, but apparently Hideo Kojima's next game is a new medium. So that means a lot. I guess coming from that guy. A new medium. Yeah. Like, in the medium franchise? No, I think it just... <laughs> I don't know. He... So... <laughs> I take that with a large chunk of salt. I still need to check out this podcast. I forgot all about the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's probably a good one to check out. <laughs> I, it, I like Hideo Kojima. I like his games. He's fucking pretentious, though, sometimes. Uh, because he did call... Death Stranding, a new genre of game, and I think that's a bit of a stretch. It's a this is a new genre, right? You get to play Delivery Boy. <clears throat> I think I think what he was meaning is some of the systems behind it, which are actually kind of intriguing. The basically it's basically sharding though. Um, yeah. 
like it, it shards you with other players and uh, those systems in place there are fairly complex but it was multiplayer without being multiplayer mm-hmm. and the point was to help people even though you didn't see them there mm-hmm. like that was kind of the whole point behind those systems and they beat you over the head with those themes throughout the entire fucking game um but to call it a new genre is a little fucking avant-garde, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Logan Plant at IGN is the last one. The cool fallout story said that it was originally going to be a big expansion, but Todd Howard said he pushed for New Vegas to be his own game. Fallout New Vegas was going to be an expansion, but he pushed Todd Howard pushed for it to be his own game. <sighs> Isn't New Vegas a lot of people's favorite? Because it's the best one. Is it? <laughs> it's, it that's fact. I don't, to, I don't have to tell you, Perry. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was made by Obsidian, which is hilarious. Uh, also, very funny because... Um, so, Obsidian came out with uh, Outer Worlds, what, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And so now Fall or uh, Bethesda's coming out with Starfield, yeah. which are they're both like sci-fi space, sci-fi space things. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm so glad that she's coming out on Game Pass. So I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna buy it. Yeah, <laughs> but the fact that the fact that Microsoft owns Obsidian and Bethesda now means that Obsidian could make another Fallout game. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, give it here, give it, give it, give it, give it here. Oh wait, that game. That's what like we didn't mention it. Uh, it's the one where uh, the voice of Rick and Morty. Oh, Justin Roiland. Huh? Justin Roiland. Yeah, that game. Which one? The one like where like you're talking gun. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Um, high on life. High on life. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. Are you gonna play that this year? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like, you don't have to be in VR, right, for that? No, you ain't gonna be in VR. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> he said. It sounds like. I don't know. Like honestly. I like Justin Roiland, but a lot of his stuff is it seems kind of one note to me, honestly. Yeah. And and that note is Rick and Morty. <laughs> no, it's gonna be on Xbox One, so it's like that's a Game Pass game, I got. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll wait on that. Uh, well, you got anything else you want to add? Nah, I just the so we we brought up Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas because apparently. Uh, there's some information that released that uh, Fallout New Vegas was originally going to be a big expansion for Fallout 3. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Which is fucking wild. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, that's that's the story. So you're like, huh, wait, what? That's a big-ass expansion, though, right? It's like another game. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole other game. And so I'm like, holy shit. Because, like, and then they put out all this extra fucking DLC for New Vegas. And some of those DLCs are like a new fucking game. <laughs> I know a lot of people like Fallout Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. It it's definitely it's I think it's definitely the best one. Okay, cool. Um I Fallout 4 is real good. Fallout 4 is real good. Uh Fallout New Vegas is better than Fallout 3. Fallout 3 is still a good game. But New Vegas though. That's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. It's like that picture of uh, the horse, you know, like you see like the like the drawing of the horse for like different Entries in like a series or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like I think Fallout Three and Fallout Four are like 
the like really like majestically drawn like horse, like the really good one. Yeah. And then like the fiery fucking horse is well, Fallen New Vegas. Well, <laughs> like these two are good. This one though. <laughs> yeah, this one though, like it has fire on you though. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not seeing like no lo fi, like shittily drawn horse. You're seeing like good shit. <laughs> like they're both good games. <laughs> It has more of that fantasy aspect to it. Well, the game for a sci-fi game, a political game, post-apocalyptical game. I mean, it's basically like science fantasy, dude. Like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But like I said, the London game—if that was real—you'd be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that's just a big ass fucking mod, though. That's ridiculous. Modders yeah. are crazy. Shout out to modders. <laughs> Shout out to modders. Shout out to modders. Y'all are <laughs> y'all are doing the fucking god's work. Okay, god damn. You should become a modder. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. He's I like, got, it's not. I got wild to play. He's not got wild to play. Speaking of which, <laughs> we'll get out of here. So you can go do that. So, game of the week is going to be wild for you. Mm-hmm, Mine's mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3. Good gosh, it's so awesome to have a Switch. So like I said, just, well, we're slow. Just grab the Switch and start mm-hmm. playing. The backlog doesn't make, it's not a thing now. What is a backlog? I can just do that. On the go. On the go. Like, like I did pick up Persona, it's just like one of those things just to have if I ever want to play it. Because mm-hmm. the Persona's just a better, I thought it'd be a better handheld game. Yeah, it it probably is. Yeah, because I'll have more time to play it. Um, quick question: Do you care for put ESPN on your TV? No, go for it. Okay, cool. Because I was just gonna watch some games down here. You should log into Hulu on that TV too. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> While we're here, yeah, I need to watch fucking Thousand Year Blood War. Is it on Hulu? Yeah. I thought it was also on... Uh, hey, Jason's playing Final Fantasy right now. Um, I thought it was on Disney Plus too. It is on Disney Plus everywhere but the US. Really? Yep. That's wild. In the US, it's getting distributed on Hulu because Disney owns Hulu. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, show of the week. Uh, I actually started rewatching um, BNA. On Netflix, BNA. Yeah, it's a it's an anime that it's like a Netflix original anime that was done by Trigger a few years ago. Um, I forget exactly what it stands for, uh, but it's like it's like a furry anime basically. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. No, I haven't really been watching anything like this week. I like that's been worth good. Just like a bunch of sports stuff, really. Speaking of which, I don't think Alabama plays today, so. This is the thing when you're a sports fan. You're always looking like, well, who's playing today? <laughs> Apparently, uh, it's a no-no if you're like at a party or something and you want to like uh, check, like watch the pull up the game and watch it because you're not having fun at the party. So you start watching the game. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good game right now. Ohio State and Penn State. I don't know. I think they did that at a wedding. I think that's what the mm-hmm. people on Instagram are like, why the fuck are you putting this up at the wedding? So what's your show for the week? I don't have one. That's the thing. Why not? <laughs> have you watched a joke? Been too busy. Yeah. Playing Bayonetta. Bayonetta came out yesterday, though. So. Yeah. Been too busy. Well, go watch Five Family. That's been good. Have you watched it? Mm-hmm. You liking it? Boof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boof. <laughs> I love it. Boof. You got anything else to add, sir? I think we're good. All right. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. Peace.